Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. As we continue to deal with the restrictions that come along with the COVID-19 pandemic, those suffering with addictions and those in recovery can feel isolated, especially when recovery programs and support groups are no longer available. That's why many groups and events have gone virtual in an effort to keep things going. Melissa Hebert, who is currently 14 months sober, has started her own online support group called The Circle that meets three times a week, and already the response has been overwhelming. Today on Connections, she'll share her personal journey with us and why she decided to start up her own support group. We're joined today by Melissa Hebert. She's currently 14 months sober, and she started an online support group called The Circle. Melissa, we want to hear a little bit more about you and your story. Can you share that with us? Yeah, I... I grew up as a little girl with a lot of big emotions and a lot of big dreams, and those turned to a lot of big fears as soon as I entered the real world. (laughs) Um, Like as, you know, going into school, going into elementary school, um, really started festering a kind of a dark spot in me, and that kind of grew and grew as I went through adolescence and junior high and high school um, experiencing things like rejection, abandonment, um, just I just had a hard time living in reality, period. Um, and I already sensed myself going on a dangerous path, probably at like 14. So by the time I hit 19, I was already into substances, really irresponsible, reckless behavior, um, ended up like moving away from home for a year. Um, I was huge into like ambition and becoming famous and um you know i worked in film and media and that was really just all my life revolved around it just revolved around um quenching desires and getting myself attention all the time and that ended up falling apart a couple of years ago um when i guess i was just realizing how empty i was feeling i was just feeling so empty um, and, and over the last, for the year after that, from about 2017 to 2018, it was just wreckage everywhere. It was just the wreckage and the consequences of all of those decisions. And it was really, really tough. Um, but luckily I got into a 12 step program and, uh, there is where I really started learning the principles of life, where I found my faith where I found friends and fellowship and community, and um, I, I found wholeness. I, felt, I found wholeness working in those steps and, um, you know, being a part of that program. Now, we're in the midst of a pandemic, which is making things extremely complicated, and that can be even more complicated for a situation like yours, where something like this 12-step program is extremely important, but now we're forced to be separate from one another, which is not helpful at all in that situation. So you've created an online support group. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. um, Well, uh, actually, I'm really glad you still brought up the 12 step because um, our 12 step groups within about a week or so of the pandemic, were going online on Zoom. And so we were able to maintain our connections and work our program um, pretty seamlessly, like we transitioned pretty seamlessly. But then actually one of my best friends um, who lives in Colorado, her and her husband had started a group uh, based off of this 
12-step kind of format and and having that same kind of community. And I was a part of that group initially at first. And then um, she was really encouraging, like, branch off groups. And so that's what I had done. Uh, so within the first within the first week of that uh, being up, I started off a branch off group. And again, still very, very inspired by what I've always experienced, the same sort of format and open space for, for talking and sharing. And you've received a lot of response for that online support group from not only here, um, but across the world. Tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have, uh, we have members from uh, Romania and the United States and India, um, and I think I'm the only Canadian. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, it's it's just really great. Um, I'm always reaching out and extending uh, invites to people who I feel would really benefit and really need the group who I cross paths with. And and uh, usually they've shown up and and get to experience the community. And the great thing about it, just like... The, the rooms that I'm I'm in for recovery is that the door is always open. So you can come whenever you need it, whenever um, you're available to, you know, but at least you know that the community is always there for you. It's always a constant in that way. Now, the name of the group, The Circle, where did that come from? Well, I'm a huge country music fan, especially a classical country music fan. And there is this song called... Uh, let the circle be unbroken. Now, there's a movie called The Broken Circle Breakdown, which is also inspired by that song. But unfortunately, that, that movie sort of talks about the opposite. Um, and I didn't want to ter- talk about the circle breaking down. But because that was also a core nerve for me, I wanted to talk about the circle being unbroken. Um, so I wanted it to, the logo to contain like a solid circle. Um, and, and, you know, that, that we do that, we really stand for always sticking by each other and that we, we have like a, like a no tolerance, like a no tolerance policy for like bullying or hateful or hurtful speech. And because it, it's very important to me that that circle remains unbroken. Now, in the midst of this um, chaotic situation that the world is going through right now, how much more important is it to have these online support groups and 12-step programs still available? Oh, big, big time, big time. Um, you know, because with a pandemic like this and a lot of, uh, lot of people in quarantine and lockdown, uh, isolated thinking uh, becomes a very dangerous thing. Um, when, you, when you truly start believing you're alone, and when you truly start letting, like when those fears really start setting in, um, that can be a really scary thing. Um, and and I've already known some people who've experienced some, um, you know, mental mental health things that they had to go get checked because they literally could not contain the fears in their bodies anymore um, and the anxieties. And so. What's so important about that is that we do need to be being vulnerable. We need to be reaching out to each other. We need to be checking in on each other um, because that that's what I've learned in recovery is what keeps me well. keeps me well when I'm always staying an open book with people around me um, 
no matter how ridiculous things might sound sometimes or you know my that that day I might think all oh, my fears sound trivial um, as soon as I share them with everyone else everyone's nodding being like yeah I get that I understand that and as soon as you feel that inside that everyone understands around you it just it frees you from all those isolating thoughts and feelings So when it comes to isolation, how can something like this affect someone who's currently dealing with an addiction? Um, Well, uh, you know, speaking of my own experience, uh, addicts are naturally isolated thinkers. Um, You know, the the reason that we suffered for so long and struggled for so long is because we isolated ourselves from other people and separated ourselves from other people. Um, and this pandemic can really do that and can really trigger all of those things again because um, uh, we don't do well alone with our thoughts. Um, so, you know, I especially encourage anyone who's out there who's still struggling or is struggling um, to reach out. Um, there's a lot of resources out there. You can you can Google, you know, 12-step meetings to go to, um, you know, you can connect with our group on social media. Um, that's that's the best thing. That's the best thing because it does trap us in that, that cage again. What's been the biggest help in your own recovery? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've, I've definitely learned. Uh, I've, got, I've got a vast toolkit that I've learned. But I've definitely learned the most important thing has been prayer. Prayer has been the most important tool because um, it's it's like the purest purest surrender. And in order for myself to experience peace and a calm mind and not have anxiety about the day, is by turning it over to God and um, trusting Him with you know the nature of the day and that everything is going to happen as it's supposed to. And when I do that, when I completely do that, um, I'm like, I feel like I'm on like in another dimension. Like I feel like I am uh, just refreshed and can actually just enjoy things and just be present in things because I'm not worried about how it's going to turn out. In the midst of your entire journey and and in your story, um, did you always have your faith there for you or is this something that you discovered while you were in in recovery? I would say I found true faith. True true faith is what I found in recovery. I did grow up in a Christian community, um, a a Christian family, Um, but because of the way I grew up in it, it almost felt more like a a cultural thing than like a sincere thing. Not that the people around me didn't have sincere faith, but it's just because it was such a normalcy, nothing about it seemed remarkable. <laughs> like nothing about it seemed like, why would I need this? And because I had these strong emotions and desires and, you know, Hollywood looked great to me <laughs> at a young age, that that kind of became my my almost faith base or religion at a young age, um, and I would say I I believed in God to the point where it was almost like a fairy tale or a storybook, um, philosophical 
I believed in God, but I did not believe he had, like, my best interest at heart. I did not believe that he loved me. So in recovery, it was more like believing in God, that was, a, like, that's a good God. And, they, and, in, and in the program, they always mention a loving God, a loving God, a loving God. And I remember how much I resisted that for so long until I finally was feeling that. I was finally feeling a loving God. And I was starting to feel his hand in things um, more and more and starting to recognize how he was bringing everything together um, for me. And so that's where, you know, I, I truly found my faith in recovery. And now what is your goal with your online support group? Do you share all of this with uh, with all of the people that you're meeting along the way? Um, I, I do, you know, I, I, I share my faith. Um, I share my recovery journey, even though most of the people in the group aren't in recovery. Um, it's the kind of group that where you are, you can talk about it. You know, it's, uh, everyone can come from their own experiences and be able to share their own journeys. And we all, all relate to each other in different ways. And for those who do participate, what do you hope they're going to um, take away from the experience? Just that that they have friends, <laughs> that they have people that will listen. Um, you know, I think the group, you know, we're, it's a great group of people. Um, a lot of them show up every week, and they really listen, and they really care um, to what everyone is sharing and really, like, check in after and touch base after um to follow up and that's what like I just the greatest takeaways or sorry the biggest takeaway uh, is that hopefully that they feel heard for those who want to find out more information about this online support group how do they go about doing that uh well they can find me on instagram at melissa renee 31 uh so that's uh renee is (laughs) r-e-n-a-e Um, and they can also reach out on email. We are, and R is just the letter R, so we are the circle at gmail.com. And for that listener out there as well that's sitting there struggling, they're, they're just so confused. Uh, and and they, they're in a situation like you were in and they don't know what to do. What would you say to them? I would tell them that they are loved and that they are not alone and that a new life is just one decision away. There's hope for everyone out there. Just reach out to the right person. Maybe that person is Melissa. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation again, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.